This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Sigma Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It is Anthony Lewis, along with Aurora Babalu. Aurora, uh, I was just telling you that I felt the need to look up the last time we did an episode, because I was just about ready to say, it's been three years, or four years, (laughs) or something like that. Yes. Uh... (laughs) The last but it wasn't. No. The last episode we did of this was in September of 2019. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it has been a little bit of time. I mean, we all know that was 20 years ago. <laughs> yes. 2020. That's how it feels like. I felt so dumb when I looked at the date because I expected to see at least 2018 on there. <laughs> and when I saw late 2019, I'm like, wow, 2020 really did a number on all of us. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It feels like a long time ago, uh, but uh, that was to cover the very end of uh, the ending of the Marvel Netflix universe, uh, which has ended. But I don't know if you've seen some of the news, Aurora. It doesn't seem like it's gone entirely for good forever, at least. Right. Because mm-hmm. uh, there is this talk about um, spoiler alert, everybody, uh, although I don't know what he's doing, but there is. Uh, the talk that Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil on the Netflix shows, is in the new Spider-Man movie that they are filming, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, presumably uh, playing Daredevil. So that's awesome. Wouldn't that be amazing? He was playing someone else. <laughs> oh, man. What a punch <laughs> to the gut that would be. Like, we know he's perfect in this role, but we're just going to have him be someone else. We're going to have him be a lawyer. And he's gonna be blind, but he's not lawyer. But he's not yes, yes, but he's not Matt Murdock. He's just a blind lawyer. Yes, yes. (laughs) He's Mike Matthews, (laughs) the blind lawyer. Uh, 
<laughs> what a bunch of jerks. Um, <laughs> but no, we uh, were like, okay, well, now that that's done, we're going to take this hiatus and we're going to wait for these Disney Plus shows to come. They were supposed to happen in 2020, uh, but then we fell into a rift in time and space and uh, we came out on the other end five years five years later, much like mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame, Aurora. Yes. Uh, we came out on the other end five it years ago. It all comes passed. together. Yeah. It all comes together. <laughs> yes. Five, <laughs> five years had passed, and mm-hmm. uh, we were finally here with the Disney Plus shows. Originally, I'm almost positive uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was slated to be the first show um, to, to air. But I think because of the way the movie schedules got slotted around and because of how uh, WandaVision is tying into some of the movies that are going to be coming soon, uh, I guess they wanted to get that one out first. So mm-hmm. that is where we are beginning uh, this, uh, this quest, Aurora. We are beginning with... WandaVision, and we're going to be talking about the first two episodes. As we record this, the first three have aired, but we're going to stick to our two episodes uh, per mm-hmm. podcast uh, format that we've been doing. So we are just going to be talking about the first two pod, or the first two episodes of the show this week. Uh, next week, we're going to cover episodes three and four. Um, maybe before we jump in, real quick uh, to the episodes, we should try to set the stage at least a little bit as to where we left these characters off because these shows are directly tied to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the films. And mm-hmm. in fact, uh, all of the shows, all of the Disney Plus shows that are going to be airing this year are part of the new phase of the MCU. They're weaving in and out of the movies in a way that I think was maybe sort of hinted at when they announced Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Mm-hmm. Uh, but they never really made good on that promise um, or it never really felt like they were really connected together very well. These are going to be very connected, obviously, when you have all of the actors from the films reprising their roles in these shows. So uh, the last the last time we saw Vision, he was dead uh, at the hands of Thanos at the mm-hmm. end of Avengers Infinity War. Um we did get to see uh, we did get to see Wanda Scarlet Witch in Endgame. She got like a little bit of revenge on Thanos in that movie, and she did. It did seem like she had at least a semblance of closure by the end of that mm-hmm. movie. Um, I, I would like to recommend if people have not seen, or even if you have seen Infinity War, I ask you to go back and rewatch that whole scene from when Thanos arrives in Wakanda to get the stone from vision. Um, Not just because the whole thing is great, but that was the, to me, there was, they did a scene there that basically makes this whole show work for me. Uh, Wanda and vision were, um, they were like a couple in the comics, which is something they hinted at very briefly in age of Ultron, which is, where both of those characters debuted in the MCU, they kind of like vaguely sort of hinted at it. Like he rescued her and mm-hmm, carried her mm-hmm. off to safety. And then in Captain, I believe, I think it was Captain America civil war. They hinted at a growing relationship between them, maybe like early stages or whatever. And then by the time we get to infinity war, they're just like in a relationship. 
Mm -hmm. uh, which felt like it kind of happened quickly because there wasn't a lot of development. It was just one movie to the next. Things happened in between that we didn't get to see. Um, And that's weird sometimes for a romantic relationship. So it just felt a little weird that it came together so quickly. But at the end of Infinity War, when Wanda is tasked with destroying the Mind Stone, which is in Vision's forehead, that whole exchange between the two of them is so hard. Like that sold the relationship to me. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I felt it between the two of them. And yeah. that whole thing makes uh, all of this work. So this show we're starting with, of course, I, I don't know if there's going to be more than one season. I don't know if I'm pretty sure that's not how this is going to work. I think these yeah. are all kind of meant to be like long movies. So mm-hmm, we're just going to, mm-hmm. for now, we're just going to go with episode one. Episode one is called filmed before a live studio audience. And things pick up immediately, uh, weirdly. <laughs> uh, we meet newlywed couple Wanda and Vision as they move into the town of Westview in the mm-hmm. 1950s. Uh, they attempt to blend in despite Vision being an android and Wanda having telekinetic and reality warping abilities. I mean, so hard to fit in when you've got those things working (laughs) against you. One day, they notice a heart drawn on their calendar, but neither can remember what the occasion is. While Vision goes to his job at Computational Services Incorporated, Wanda decides that the heart represents their anniversary. Their neighbor, Agnes, introduces herself to Wanda and helps her prepare to celebrate that night. Vision amazes his co-workers with his speed, but is unsure what his company actually does. Uh, He's reminded that he and Wanda are hosting his boss, Mr. Hart, uh, and his wife for dinner that night, which is what the heart represents. Wanda and Vision struggle to hide their abilities while making uh, a very last-minute dinner for the hearts. While interrogating Wanda and Vision, Mr. Hart chokes on his food, and Vision uses his abilities to save him. All of this takes place, we learn... Uh, in a fictional sitcom, WandaVision, which someone is watching on a television set. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Aurora, so your first impressions of episode one. I have a conflicting uh, opinion about this because mm-hmm. uh, something I have never mentioned before, but I have I don't like sitcoms. Oh. I hate it. I hate it. Wow. Every time I hear like a studio audience laughing and clapping <laughs> in a show, it's just. You just turn it off immediately. Sick. Yes. Wow. Um, that's a high why. level of disgust. <laughs> and I don't know why. I've always been this way. Any sitcom, mm-hmm. I just, I don't watch wow, it. Sitcoms. Nothing. I don't like that. Uh, I don't like the, you know, way of uh, doing TV mm-hmm. for some reason. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I don't know how I'm gonna like this, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just, and it's not, it, it's not a reflection of the show. It's just my own personal, you know, yes, um, grudge view. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I thought maybe that was too I strong think, of a word, but after you said they make you sick, I'm like, no, this is a <laughs> this is a blood feud. <laughs> I just don't like, you know, to hear what I'm supposed, how I'm supposed to react. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like if something is funny and I don't find it funny, but then the the crowd is laughing, the audience is laughing. Yeah. I feel like I'm made. I'm supposed to laugh. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know why that makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I kind of get it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I I 
do like it. I, I keep trying to find, I don't know, like hints and if there's any like, you know, meaning to certain things in the show because mm-hmm. it clearly is a simulation, right? Yes. Whatever is happening is um, clearly not real. Right. Um, and it, I'm having a hard time mm-hmm. figuring out if Wanda and Vision know mm-hmm. they are in a simulation or if yes they are creating it. I, I'm not sure yet. Right. That, that's why I'm trying to find like, you know, mm-hmm. hints of, you know, if there's anything that I'm missing. Yes. Uh, hidden in the background. There is yeah. definitely something because I have I have watched the third episode already. Mm-hmm. There is definitely something I can say uh, that um, would clear up some of at least some of it a little bit. It's still even through the third episode while they reveal a bit more, uh, and we will eventually get to that episode. Uh, mm-hmm. There's still a lot that is very much obscured, and like I know from the get go because I watch all of the movies that something is amiss because Vision is dead. He's not alive. Right. So how right. is he how is he alive here? And right. the question in my mind is is this happening in Wanda's head mm-hmm. or has she made this exist somewhere? Is she somewhere right. and did she make this just happen around her because of course she controls um or her powers stem from the Mind Stone. Yeah, um, and vision, you know, vision in this show is very different from yes. normal. The normal <laughs> character, yes. like normal character, is very like technical and logical mm-hmm. and to the point, uh, like an android. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in in this show, he's very like you know over the top sit- sitcom guy. Yes. So, yeah. like Wanda, I'm almost wondering because I feel like it's one of it's one or both, right? Or one or the other. It's either in her head or it's something she's created. But either way, it's something stemming from her own memories. I'm wondering, I'm going to like write a little bit of like headcanon here and Mm -hmm. just imagine because Wanda is Sokovian. She's not an American. So I'm wondering like when she came over, she joined the Avengers. Like I'm wondering if like she spent a bunch of time at like the Avengers like facility or like headquarters, just watching like reruns of like old American sitcoms and she just loved them. Probably. I mean, I'm Aurora, I know you aren't a big sitcom fan, but I do like sitcoms quite a bit. And I was uh, a Nick at Night kid. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I was a kid on Nick at Night, they would rerun like I Love Lucy right. and I Dream of Jeannie and Dick Van Dyke and all of these other, all of these other shows. And uh, there's hints to all of those things. So like in the yeah. the first episode, just the opening, the the show opening is like an homage to like the Dick Van Dyke show and I Love mm-hmm. Lucy and things like that. Um, yeah, but, it yeah. reminded me of Bewitched because everything that she's doing, you know, moving the, oh, the yeah. plates in the in the kitchen and, um, you know, and she mm-hmm. is a witch. Yes, she's clearly witch. Yes. <laughs> Um, I, I think they did a really good job of capturing the look of mm-hmm. those older shows, not just with the yeah. black and white and not just with the four by three aspect ratio, uh, but like the set and the way everything was filmed and even the way they did the visual effects mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways felt very much like those old 50s and 60s uh, sitcoms. Yeah. So I feel like they... Uh, they did a good job of playing very true to all of that. 
uh, for sure. Um, yeah. I think the I think regardless of whether or not Wanda has created this or it's just happening in her head, I mean, in which case she's also sort of creating it. Um, placing Vision in it like this is like he's going to match whatever that husband role is that was on those shows. Right. And they were often right. very much like, like Dick Van Dyke was very much like a goofy kind of wacky guy, very jokey, very loose, which is not, mm-hmm. which was not Vision. Vision was, he had a little bit of humor going on, but you know, he's a robot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but kudos to Paul Bettany. I think he was, uh, oh, he's so good. He was so funny. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, I thought, was tremendous. Yeah. yeah. I, I was so sold by this. I'm like, she could go back in time and be in one of these shows. Oh, she looks fit right beautiful in, in yeah. this show. She's tremendous. Yeah. Um, yeah. I For me, like, the jokes weren't, like, super hard laughing jokes. For me, it was really more smiling at the nostalgia of mm-hmm. the shows that they're sort of... Um, like picking picking bits and pieces from um what really uh what really kind of hooked me though is the the bit during the the dinner obviously that's like yeah when we everything, need to talk about this <laughs> yeah when everything sort of fell apart for a second yeah um and it's clear whatever whatever happened there it was some sort of uh some sort of piece of reality cracking in to right. whatever whatever this fantasy is and however it's being done. Um, because this guy was just questioning them about uh, their relationship. Like, how did they come to move here? You know, how did mm-hmm. they, how did they meet? And he was uh, very aggressive about it. The more, yeah, the more it happened, uh, the more, the more he questioned it, the more aggressive he got, the more puzzled they looked. And mm-hmm. then he starts choking and uh, like the his wife, whom I think is like the mom from that '70s show. She is, if, she is. if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes. Uh, and she just um, at first she's like laughing and telling her husband to stop, like she thinks she's playing a prank. But then she can't stop laughing and saying "stop it," and then she's just looking at Wanda and saying "stop yeah. it" just to her. And right. And then she sort of breaks character of this 50 sitcom housewife and is just Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, and tells Vision to save him, which he does. But then, like magic sort of, they just sort of return to how they were acting before. Yeah. Like the the mask was cracked a little bit, but then they fixed it. And then they just and went that's back why and playing. I, and that's why yeah. I, was, I'm, I, I was confused because I, at first I thought it was Wanda creating this world. Mm-hmm. But that scene seemed like the other characters in this world are being controlled by someone else. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, that cracking that, that you know, I don't know. It, it seemed like they were like, just stop, like telling her to stop. Like someone else was doing that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, either way, I could see it sort of fitting in either way. Either they're being controlled by somebody else, including her, or she's controlling them, perhaps. Um, I could see it kind of fitting 
both ways. I'm not entirely sure which it is. Yeah. Even having yeah. watched as many episodes as I have, I'm still not sure which it is exactly. Um, uh, so another thing that happened in this episode, and it happens in the next episode as well, that I think is important, and I think it ties to that dinner scene as well. Mm-hmm. There are commercials for products uh, yeah. in the show, and there were two commercials in this episode and one was for a toaster Mm -hmm. made by Stark Industries and it was our only splash of color in this episode as well as there was Mm -hmm. a light blinking on it that was blinking red Um, and there was a second commercial for a like a watch right 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 Um, and it was a Strucker brand watch which is uh, an important name in uh i mean it might be a forgotten name if it's been a while since you've watched some of the movies uh but it is a, it, it is a name of importance so when i saw those things i immediately started thinking either this is something that's being put into her mind or she's being forced to experience this or this is something she's created in general but uh those things hold significance she has quite the tie to stark industries um I mean, obviously, she's an Avenger, so it's there's that tie. But obviously, there's the worst tie that when we met them in Age of Ultron, they told this story about how her and her brother were trapped in their home that had crumbled down mm-hmm. on top of them, and there was a Stark, there was a like a a warhead or a rocket or something that had Stark Industries on it, and they wondered right. for like they wondered every day when it was going to go off and kill them. Um, so that's their tie to that. Strucker is uh, Baron von Strucker, who is the guy who gave them their powers. Um, mm-hmm. He was also in Avengers: Age of Ultron, but he used the um, the Mind Stone, which was still in the Loki scepter at the time. Uh, but he used them to make the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Um, and he is the person who gave them their abilities in the first place. So I'm like, okay, so there are like things happening in this, whatever this reality is, they are things that are important to Wanda's past. Yeah. And I, I, I also wonder because both, uh, commercials were, I was trying to figure out if it was just because it was uh, set in the fifties mm-hmm. or if they weren't trying to make a dig at her because mm-hmm. both commercials were extremely sexist both of them. Yes. Oh yeah. And and if they if if it's coming from her head, why are they like that? So I, I was like I I'm, was like is it is yeah. this something like they're doing to take a dig at her? I, I think it if anything it's probably just sticking true to the theme which Yeah, it's like, probably that's probably true. Like that's just what commercials were like unfortunately. Yes. Um <laughs> they knew better. They just didn't care. Uh Yeah. That watch commercial I was like I was like <sighs> what? They were like, oh, you need two accessories. You're a woman. You're a woman. I'm like, holy shit. And you're Strucker. Um, she should strike him. Christ. Uh, or at least the guy who's talking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they- <laughs> you're watching. <laughs> yeah. The other one was like, oh, are you tired of your wife burning your toast? toast? I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Um so the uh, the um, so the, the way I don't know the way this theory in my head ties back to the dinner uh, because while mm-hmm. this guy was choking um, 
and almost dying for that matter as well. Like Wanda and Vision just kept staring at each other, like right. with fear right. on like with fear on their faces. It wasn't like confusion. They just looked <laughs> scared. And when I thought back about it and thought about how the commercials have this sort of tie-in to like Wanda's past, all I could think of was that what was happening reminded Wanda of Vision dying. Cause she saw mm. it. she had to kill him. Uh, but like she saw him die like, you know, in front of her. And part of me is like, like that's the thing that was snapping them out. That was reminding them or at least reminding her of what had happened. And I feel like that's what a lot of this is, is, um, is is swirling Mm -hmm. around. Yeah. Um, The end of the episode is also really interesting because the, uh, like as the end credits for the show are rolling, the camera pans back and it's revealed that somebody is watching this on a monitor. Like the aspect mm-hmm. ratio changes to normal and we're in full color and stuff. And somebody is watching this and they're right. They're taking notes or writing something down and right. they close a book. And uh, thanks to the internet, because I didn't know anything about this because not an avid comic book reader, but uh, according to the internet, the logo on that book is the logo of the organization called Sword. So there's a sword and a shield, Aurora. Mm. Uh, apparently, these are linked together. Um, in the comics, Swords is standing for something different than apparently it stands for here. Um, okay. I think in I think in the comics, Sword is more of a it's more like space shield. Uh, but here it's not space related. Um, so I'm guessing it's um, a similar organization to S.H.I.E.L.D. or mm. like a sister organization or something. So clearly somebody who works for this organization is monitoring what is happening with Wanda uh, in some form or fashion. Um, okay, so yeah, it's it's hard to grade uh, yeah. because it's like a really weird starting point or a really weird mm-hmm. beginning. So I was really grading it more on how much I enjoyed the aesthetic and the recreation more than I was trying to judge it based on how much information it gave me. Cause it's clear that information will get unfolded to us as the episodes go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious to know, like if you're able to land on something uh, stable here for this episode, I, I, I will give it a four and mm-hmm. that's what I, I gave it. And I love also the neighbor. Agnes. <laughs> yes. It's great. Um, I think she's my favorite character so far. <laughs> she's pretty great. She's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and she, and that too is very much like uh, a, a staple of like those, uh, those shows as well. Sort of like the, like yeah. the out loud neighbor who's like not afraid yeah, to and, say trashes her husband was, constantly. She was the only one that actually made me laugh. Like yeah. I actually laughed when she came in and she brought like a four course meal and she was like, "Who? What doesn't have a four course <laughs> meal, meal ready to la- go? Just laying around." Well, <laughs> that, yeah, that made me laugh because all of the wives <laughs> did in those shows, of course. Uh, and it was lobster. <laughs> yes, <laughs> one of the dishes was lobster. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, uh, I mean, I gave it a four as well. I uh, did not know Paul Bettany had it in him to be so. He's really funny, and that sort of that trend sort of continues. Like him, like like the plot they were doing was like a classic from one of those like '50s sitcoms, 
Mm-hmm. Like the husband and the wife have like an important date. They both think they know what it is, uh, but they both think different things. And of course, neither one of them tells the other what they think the date is. So when they get together, they're both coming from different perspectives. So it's a wacky night of trying to get the train back on the rails. Uh, they got like Paul Bettany with a ukulele trying to like <laughs> sing songs with them and stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, the husband I thought was actually had a funny line too about um, when Vision said that his wife is Sokovian or whatever and mm-hmm. Mr. Hart's wife is like oh how very European and he's like we're not going to break bread with any Bolsheviks <laughs> and I'm like wow <laughs> well I mean I just remember like oh yeah the Red Scare in the, yeah, the yeah, 50s yeah. and stuff we don't want any commies uh, at mm-hmm. the dinner table um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I got a kick I got a kick out of the episode. Um yeah. but I'm I'm more interested in the mystery. So mm-hmm. let's talk about some more because the mystery deepens a little bit in episode two called Don't Touch That Dial. So we're still in the sixties. Uh Wanda and Vision are in their bedroom when they hear strange noises outside of their house. They prepare uh, well, the the house turn or the the noise turns out to just be a branch, like slamming against the the window. Um, they're preparing uh, in the morning anyway. They're preparing a magic act for a neighborhood mm-hmm. talent show. Wanda and Agnes spend the day with the show's planning committee, led by a woman named Dottie. Uh, Vision attends a neighborhood watch meeting where he accidentally swallows some chewing gum and it messes up his insides. Uh, apparently, if an android chews gum and swallows it, Aurora, <laughs> it makes them drunk. Yeah. So uh, Wanda befriends another neighbor, Geraldine, and notices more strange things, like a yellow and red toy helicopter in their black and white world. And she hears a voice on the radio that seems to be speaking to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the radio shorts out, Dottie cuts her hand on some glass and we see red blood. Thanks to the gum caught in his internal mechanisms, Vision appears to be intoxicated at the talent show and publicly reveals his abilities. Wanda uses her own abilities to make it look like simple magic tricks and fixes Vision by removing the gum. Uh, They return home and Wanda then becomes visibly pregnant. When they, uh, they hear the noise again, they go outside and they see a strange beekeeper emerging from the manhole on their street. Wanda resets the reality to before the figure appears, and the setting becomes colorful, as apparently we're moving into the 1970s sitcoms. Uh, Aurora, what did you think of episode two? Um, yeah, that this episode uh, I liked a lot because of the mysteries mm-hmm. happening around. and. Yes. Um, I go back to the radio talking to Wanda, and I think it said something like, who's doing this to you, right? Yes. Um, Yes. So that made me think that then this is not Wanda projecting someone is making this for her or someone is forcing her to make this. Quite possibly, yes. Um, Yeah. I, it's, it, it just made me want to know more about the, uh, mystery mm-hmm. that's happening yes um, i don't know is there any symbolism with the helicopter well uh sort of in 
that well the first thing i noticed is that they kind of look like iron man colors to me right but on the helicopter is the sword logo was Mm -hmm. on the nose Mm -hmm. of the helicopter and the sword logo was on the back of the beekeeper who came out from the the manhole as well yes yes um now there's a bunch of other things that have spawned theories about like the beekeeper or at least like what his the suit represents things like that we're not going to dive into those things because number one i don't want to be i don't want to spoil anybody if they turn out to be true uh but also those things don't have any particular bearing on the story like they just might sort of reveal something about who's working with who but it isn't Mm -hmm. telling us about it isn't telling us anything about what's happening um which so far remains quite mysterious yeah, yeah. Um, I also th- I also thought that it was interesting that Geraldine. There's a scene between Geraldine and Wanda mm-hmm. where Geraldine says, "I don't know what I'm doing here." Yes, and it it seemed like she was referring to like that committee of the housewives, you know, organizing the talent show. But it mm-hmm. felt like something she else. was saying, "I don't know what I'm doing here in this yes. world." Mm, yeah, Aurora, just can't wait for you to watch episode three. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing. There's a thing there. Um, there's a okay. big, there's a big thing there. Um, okay. I do know because I was spoiled about this sort of thing well in advance, like way before the show even aired. I do know who Geraldine is, and she, her name is not Geraldine, but I okay. I do know who she is, and I see she is a she is a character who will continue to exist in the MCU, and okay, um, she will in fact. Outside of this show, she will be in the next Captain Marvel movie. So, oh, okay. Um, I know. Well, this I know because they literally are like they announced it. They're like she's going to be in it. Uh, so, mm. um, but if you, uh, I will say this: if you watch the first Captain Marvel movie, she's in it. So, uh, oh. yeah. There's a, oh add to the oh. So you picked up on it already. Darn it. I'm like, I'm adding more mystery. And Aurora's like, nope, figured it out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay. But no, you're spot on with that feeling that okay. um, it's sort of meant to be like, I don't know what I'm doing here at this meeting, but it it's really giving off the vibe of like, yeah. I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. And um, then after that, you know, uh, before the radio thing happens, Dottie is the name of the yes. blonde woman. Yes. Um, she says something like, you know, I don't trust you guys or something like that. And uh, Wanda says, we don't mean any harm. And I was like, what is this mm-hmm. conversation? Yes. <laughs> it seems really weird. Um, you know, it's really yeah. weird also is that a theme for this episode, which is spouted all the time was for the kids. For the kids. But there's never yeah. any kids anywhere mm-hmm. Except until the end of the episode when Wanda is suddenly pregnant. Right. So that all yeah. kind of uh, that all kind of links in. Um, mm-hmm. Before we talk about uh, other stuff a little bit more in detail, I just want to talk about how much fun I had watching Paul Bettany again during the magic <laughs> act. Uh, him constantly saying flourish after doing a thing also <laughs> made me laugh a bunch. Uh, and Wanda basically trying to like keep everybody from finding out everything about them mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it was fun. The opening, uh, speaking of Bewitch, the opening of this particular episode 
totally taken from Bewitched, like the animated, mm-hmm. um, the animated opening. I'm like, oh, that really brings me back. Yeah, um, yeah. I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed that uh, as well. Um, there's a there's just like a bunch of cute little jokes that they did to kind of tie into shows like that, like Wanda envisioned sleeping in separate beds. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. that was sort of a TV mandate, like real husbands and wives for the most part slept in their own beds together. But uh, TV stations were like, eh, that's a little too racy. Uh, <laughs> they need to sleep in separate beds. Uh, and if you ever watch something like the Dick Van Dyke show, him and his wife sleep in separate beds and there's like an end table separating them. Like they're like, they live in a motel or something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they use their powers to like bring the bed together and like join them and stuff. I thought that was cute. Um, the, uh, the, the hints minus the, minus the radio, uh, because the, the radio hint was, that's, that was more of a big clue. That's literally somebody asking Wanda, what's happening or who's doing this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the helicopter and the beekeeper were much more vague. Right. Uh, those were very much like what's going on. But that was sort of like our big moment. Like when Wanda, like whatever happened there, I couldn't tie that back to anything that I'm familiar with, uh, with her background, at least from the movies, but that stopped her dead in her tracks. And she just says no. And everything rewinds which tells me that she definitely has control over what's happening here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. She didn't like what was happening and she changed it. Right. So it's possible somebody is doing this to her or forcing her to do it. It's also possible she's doing it to herself and nobody else knows it yet. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, either she's uh, like in a bed somewhere in a coma and people are trying to get through to her or she's like run off and she's you know in the mountains somewhere or whatever doing doing this on her own but either way there are people outside of what's happening trying to get through to her to find out what is going on Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so all of that stuff was great uh the uh i even like the uh the neighborhood watch where yeah like vision was totally in to wanting to be a part of the neighborhood watch. And this for them, this was just like a get together to have like Danishes mm-hmm. and gossip. Uh, <laughs> and Vision's gossip was that one of the guys was a communist. Uh, right. And they're like, oh, you're such a cut up. Um, but yeah, they, uh, uh, I don't know, this, this format really works for me. Like it, I mean, I know it's not gonna work for everybody, but it continues to push the nostalgia button for me. And mm-hmm. the mystery is like, they're giving me just enough to make me want to watch the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're not giving me too much. They're not giving me too little. Um, but I don't think there was as much to chew on mystery wise, this episode, as much as there was some of the other performances. Uh, but, uh, like I know that well I mean I know that that changes in the next episode they they go a little heavy on the mystery stuff okay. um, so if you're if you're interested in the mystery stuff they go a little bit heavier on that but um, things things will break apart a little bit more uh, in the third episode uh, that being said um, I I don't know I really I'm really enjoying I'm really enjoying this concept uh, 
Yeah. Uh, and it's things are to, for me, things are linking together, but not in a way that is confusing. Like it, it all makes sense to me. Like at first, like she becomes pregnant out of nowhere, but it doesn't take long for me to remember that people were saying for the children, this whole episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, when there's no other children around, it then kind of becomes clear to me that they're talking about Wanda and a child mm-hmm. um, and like everything. Cause clearly everything that's happening here is surrounding her. So, yeah. and she may very well be the only real per. Uh, she, uh, well, she's not. She's not the only real person, but uh, minus one other person, there might only be one other real person uh, in this whole thing other than one. I hope Agnes is real because she's amazing. <laughs> she is awesome. And she was still good in this episode, too. So good. Uh, she had like, she was drinking in the meeting. And so, like, oh, yes. Offering other people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, like playing it up like Dottie likes to hear herself. Um talk mm-hmm. or whatever uh but yeah uh i don't know i i like this episode a little bit more than the last one i give it a four and a half yeah. me too yeah Ha-ha, excellent <laughs> um so we're definitely going to be hanging around to talk uh more of these episodes but uh it'll have to wait until next week everybody um we're gonna wait for episode four to pop up episode three just premiered on the 22nd, so two days ago, uh, the uh, the newest episode premiered. And they don't tell us jack squat about... Uh, they don't tell us anything about the, uh, the next episode. So, um, And by the way, I should note that uh, we talked about both of the... There's only one commercial per episode, and we talked about both of them. So the first episode had the Stark Industries... Toastmate 2000, uh, and this uh, episode had the Strucker watches as the mm-hmm. uh, the advertisement, uh, which, by the way, had little Hydra logos on the watch. I wouldn't mind getting. Oh, they I didn't s- notice that. Yeah, they should sell those watches. I yeah, wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind a fancy Strucker watch. Um, I mean, I don't need any other accessories. I don't think Aurora. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't know. That felt very authentic to me. Like I've seen, I've seen commercials. Oh, I, from I, that I, I've time, seen so. worse. I've seen worse commercials from the fifties. So yeah. Oh yeah. I, there <laughs> yeah, were. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think there were famously some sitcoms that had like cigarette ads, uh, mm-hmm. like right at the very beginning. And these are like family shows for like kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. Yeah. And they're. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they had kids smoking in them, but uh, they're very much promoting like close. those topics. Close. Yeah, very close. <laughs> um, I mean, he seems like a swell guy, and if smoking's okay for him, then it must be okay for me, right, Mom? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, well, it'll be. It won't be as much fun being able to say the names of the episodes that we're going to get to talk about next time, because uh, I only know the name of one of them, because um, mm-hmm. they're being mean and not telling me all of the names in advance, uh, which tells me, by the way, that there's probably some spoilery material. Um, yeah. Yeah. Were you happy that they went into color at the end of episode two? I mean, um, I didn't mind that it was black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I have to see how what happens. Yeah. I have to see what happens after this. Were you like me? Yeah. Do the colors really surprise you? Like yeah. the colors yeah. of like their interior of their home? 
Yes. <laughs> things yes. like that. I'm like, oh, wow, these are the choices they went for. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's the 70s, I guess. Like, I've seen, I mean, I've seen, um, like, Brady Bunch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So A lot of burgundy. Oh, so much burgundy. <laughs> I mean, it was a color. They liked that color. Um, it's not a bad color. It's not a bad color. No. They're just like, put it on everything in the 70s. Yeah. They liked yeah. it a lot. Uh, <laughs> okay, so in the meantime, everybody, head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about more WandaVision. It's episodes three and four. Four.